Welcome to the Nourished Woman podcast, hosted by yours truly, Gabby Warsrink, holistic nutritionist and passionate women's health educator. Together on this podcast, we are going to open up the conversation around hormones, holistic healing, relationships, self-development, and everything in between, so you can feel empowered, educated, and ready to take your health and life into your own hands. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I have Trisha Kopek as our guest. She is a mindset and success mentor. Trisha and I actually connected on Instagram a few years back, and I'm always inspired by her work ethic and time management. If you follow her on Instagram, then you know what I mean. Uh, She manages to juggle her full-time job in marketing. She has a few side hustles going including instructing spin classes. She has a social life. She travels a ton and then she still has time for herself and personal development. And I feel like I'm probably not even touching on everything that she's up to. Uh, So thank you so much for coming on today, Trisha. Thanks so much for having me, Gabby. I'm really excited to dive in and chat about all things productivity and self-development. So for the listeners that don't know you or aren't following you, could you share a little bit about yourself and how you became a mentor? Yeah, of course. So I was actually born and raised in Guelph. Um, I'm still living here. I kind of left for a year to university and then I came back, uh, but that tends to happen when you live in Guelph, I find. Um, So yeah, I mean, I've always been super motivated. I've been working like two jobs, if not more, since I was 14. Um, But yeah, I was raised by a single mom, so she taught me a ton of grit and resourcefulness and dependence, and that's where a lot of my drive came from. Um, And then growing up, my sister actually struggled with a lot of mental health. So definitely a lot of like struggle as I was growing up, but I think it definitely helped me become the person I am today. Uh, But that being said, I I did go through a lot of like mental trash in my head, a lot of negative beliefs and like limiting beliefs that kind of brought me to the journey of where I am today. Um, Mm -hmm. But I went to university for marketing, I went to Ottawa for a year, and then I came back and finished in Guelph. Um, and I also am super into the money mindset, but it's kind of funny because I used to be that person that got their OSAP and spent it all on Michael Kors bags and <laughs> getting food out. So I was very irresponsible with it, but um, I switched back home to Guelph. And then in my last year, I really started diving into personal development and mindset. Um, I got introduced to somebody and they kind of got me into like personal finance and then into like personal development books. Because before then I was like, what is all this stuff? Um, and definitely thought it was a bit woo, but when I saw it working and when I started to dive into it myself, it really started to, I started to see a difference. Um, but I got an internship at a local marketing company in my last year, and I was kind of juggling that with uh, bartending on the side and finishing full-time school. Uh, but I also, when I started working at Intrigue, which is the marketing company I work at now, I was very grateful because they were very focus on personal development and business development and mentorship and leadership, which was, has been such an incredible opportunity. And I'm still working there now. So um, I work there with the CEO as his right hand. I do a lot of our internal marketing and I work with clients. Uh, and then just really, I've learned a lot of what I've learned because I've had the opportunity to work with the CEO. So just whether it's leadership, sales, mindset, um, it's been amazing. And then uh, just going through that experience, I've always just kind of had this passion for not only business and marketing, but also entrepreneurship was always fascinating to me. I always love health and wellness and personal finance. And it was just a lot of topics. I've always been interested in a lot of things, which has been kind of tough trying to find um, where do I stream my time and energy. So I got myself into a lot of things as I was kind of figuring myself out and going through the motions when I first started my career. Um, But yeah, so I've kind of been on and off Instagram trying to build something for a while. And 
as I've been kind of diving into like health and wellness and all of this, um, I find like mindset and personal finance is something that I'm super passionate about. And then, um, yeah, so I work still full time at the marketing agency. I work with an entrepreneurs group on the side as well, so that my CEO is a part of. So I've had a lot of really cool experiences there and been was always something I was passionate about. And I always wanted to do something like that. So I jumped into that about a year ago. Unfortunately, just with everything going on right now, I've just been teaching virtually every every few weeks. Um, and then, yeah, I just throughout all this COVID kind of being at home, I decided that I really wanted to jump into coaching and mentoring because I've had so much experience in all these different facets of my life. And I really have built such a strong mindset. And I've worked through so much of this mental trash in my head that I wanted to help other people work through that as well and kind of start helping build them an action plan and be an accountability partner to them so they could really unleash what they wanted to do. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like going through it yourself, it makes you such a, a better mentor and able to help guide someone because you've been there, you know what it's like, and you've you've tried everything or you know what works, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm not perfect. I still have a ton to learn. But I think mm-hmm. I've always been very grateful for the opportunities that I was given to really dive into this. And I think it's still such a world and such a spot where not a lot of people have exposure to. And I think it's such a powerful area of our lives that we can dive into but we're just not taught about a lot of this in school or when we get to work so um yeah yeah that's awesome and it can help anyone like you said like anyone any career any point in your life really like you can always benefit from that yeah for sure and I mean your mindset's Mm -hmm. the one thing that you'll always have with you and we're just so programmed from a young age in so many different ways. And I think learning how to decode that um, can be so much more powerful than people really expect. And it's really cool to see breakthroughs happening um, when you're able to dive into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You start to see huge, huge shifts and changes in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know we mentioned you mentioned briefly COVID and the quarantine and everything. So I know that a lot of people are taking on like new new jobs or trying to create a business or you know work from home. So time management is definitely a huge challenge for a lot of people. I know for me it was when I started working from home too. So what are some of your best tips from working from home and using the most of your time? Yeah, I mean that's such a great question. Um, I feel like the first like months of COVID and quarantine, it was just like nobody knew what to do or like what to think and how to feel and it kind of threw everybody off um but yeah I was kind of I've thought about this and I think there's been kind of like two different buckets of where people fall and there's no right or wrong but I think just being able again to notice it and the first one just like you kind of close off and buy into the media and the fear and you almost feel paralyzed and I feel like a lot of people got stuck in that kind of mentality and it's hard not to um and again, no blame or judgment to anybody. Uh, but then there's an other bucket that is easily to move into, but you can kind of take what it is and buckle down and kind of really figure that out. So I think one of the things I was thinking about as um, this question came up was just have grace for yourself and really just take some time to step back and to really think and process and feel because there's a lot of emotions right now and that's okay. So I think giving yourself the space to feel those emotions and just like let yourself think about how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way um, has been really helpful for me anyways. Cause I find sometimes we'll like dig our emotions really deep down and then it comes out in so many different ways in our life. And then we can't think straight and we're lashing out and that's never healthy either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say, yeah, once you have a chance to step back, I'd say, 
start seeing where you're making excuses for yourself because I find even for myself it's so hard when you're working at home it's so easy to get distracted so you almost have to be very intentional and very disciplined with yourself and really like almost make a pact with yourself and like contract just saying like I'm going to start noticing when I start making excuses and I don't want to go into that so I'd say like that's like a little internal dialogue you can have with yourself um but otherwise like some more tactical things having a schedule and I mean whether you're working or you're just kind of figuring it out uh you can still schedule things into your calendar and find some normalcy because that's when you're kind of just waking up and there's no plan for the day and you can kind of feel yourself falling into this rhythm and really getting stuck in that and like not knowing what to do or how to do it um so whether that's again if you're not working like having some time set aside for learning or having some time set aside for getting out in nature and actually putting it into a calendar whether that's like a google calendar or a paper calendar or a whiteboard um i'd say if you are working really focusing on what your priorities are and what you're working on and if you own your own business just really figuring out and taking a step back to figure out what is your next step in this process and as this is happening what do you want to accomplish um and kind of figuring goals out for the next 30 or 60 days because it's really hard to plan any further out right now uh when it comes to your own business and even me working like full-time in an organization we're kind of going like 30 days at a time because we can't really plan six months out from now because we don't know what that's going to look like so i'd say yeah thinking about that and then also just having like a plan for the week so i really like to sit down on sundays and think about my week past and then look at my week forward and really think about my priorities that i'm working on and i personally have a whiteboard right beside my desk but i'll think about what are my three to five things that i need to get done this week and i'll put them on my board as like these must get done and then every day I'll kind of do something similar, but I'll have like my three priorities for the day. And then I'll brain dump on Monday, like a giant list of to do's that just kind of like rhyme off my head. And I'll look back to that sheet all week just to make sure that A, am I getting my priorities done? But B, like if I do have some spare time, where can I fit in these to do's? Mm-hmm. So I find that's been very helpful and whether it's quarantine or not, but I just found even more so now just really figuring out what you want to accomplish and having that plan of action for the day has been super helpful. Mm-hmm. I I love that weekly kind of to do because I tend to just do like I do some weekly stuff but usually every day I'm kind of like what's my to do but I like the weekly because then it's not as overwhelming you're like okay I have seven days to complete this yeah exactly and the mm-hmm. way like I like to look at it is kind of to take your life and put it into buckets so you have obviously mm-hmm. your, your business bucket so within your business bucket what what the three other buckets that you have in your business. So like, let's say for yourself, you have your podcast, like that's one bucket in your business. Another bucket might be your clients. So then within those ones, what are your like goals for those specific buckets? And then breaking those down into to-dos and really just like looking at it from a visual perspective and drawing it out. It's been really helpful for me just to stay focused and not get too distracted. Um, And when you look at it on like a Sunday, I almost say like have a date with yourself for half an hour to 45 minutes. And then every morning during the week, have that like five to 10 minute date with yourself just to like reflect back from the Sunday, Monday planning that you did, and then just making sure you're on track. So just getting very tactical in that sense. I love the bucket idea. That's really nice to kind of like <laughs> to separate it. So you're not like kind of lumping everything together. Yeah. And it just helps me mm-hmm. personally visualize it so much more clearly because I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. these are my three buckets. I have separate kind of goals for all three and then just breaking down the to-dos from there. And then Mm -hmm. as I go into my day or my week, I can make sure that I'm focusing on all three of those sections of my life. And same thing happens with like family. 
um, with your finances, like that's a bucket in your life too. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing your goal planning, which we'll get into later, um, that's also the way I like to look at goals. It's just like breaking my life into these different buckets. Yeah, I love that. And I guess that could kind of help too. Like, do you do anything like the time, like the the batching where you do like one set of kind of um, activities or, or things you have to get done in like one one day or, you know, a few hours? I need to get better at it. <laughs> I've definitely been working. I try, <laughs> I try and do it where I can. There is mm-hmm. a ton of, I know that it works so well um, when I do do it and when I do make uh, the opportunity or not really make the opportunity, but when I actually schedule it out that way in my calendar, mm-hmm. because my mind is so focused just on one thing, right? And then you don't have to switch between thinking about different things. So if you just want to focus on like your podcast for one day, you're going to get so much more done because that's your zone of genius for the day. Right. Yeah. It's, I've been trying to do that. I'm trying to do like client stuff one day, podcast stuff another day. And I find it works really well. But yeah, again, it's tough because I, I find my mind kind of bounces around. Like I want to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. And even with your clients, they're like, Ooh, can I do on this day? And you're kind of almost sometimes feel obligated. But I think when yeah. you start to set those boundaries for yourself, you'll mm-hmm. set those boundaries with your clients. So you're really putting yourself first, which is the most important. And then you're going to be working as best as you can and showing up for your clients best as you can. Cause if you have like all of your client appointments in like two, let's say Tuesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. then you're in that kind of mode. You're in like, I'm in client mode today. And maybe I'll take right. a break in between to work on something else, or maybe just like to get out of that client mode, just to like mix it up for an hour or so, but then get back into it. So when you're done, you're able to just focus on that one thing as opposed to going from thing to thing. Yeah, it tends to like flow better and everything kind of just productivity is higher for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But otherwise, I'd say like diving into something new, if you are, if you do have a bit more time on your hands, uh, I know this is kind of like a cliche, but whether it's learning something new or even perfecting your skills. So if you have some time, this is a great time to kind of dive into what you do or if you're laid off right now, I'd say kind of start focusing on the skill sets that you can build up because this isn't going to last forever. And we can even see it. Businesses are starting to open back up and there might be two people that come out of this. One person that kind of sat around and didn't really do much with their time. And the other person who was just like, okay, like I have time, I'm going to take this opportunity to do something with it. So you're going to be so much more likely to get hired back or hired on by a new company because companies are still going to be hiring. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, what, where do you want to walk out of this? And who do you want to be? Like, do you want to be a better version of yourself? Because then you're going to have more opportunities when you walk out of this. So mm-hmm. it might be a skill that you've always looked or wanted to do, or even just like a hobby that you've, you've never taken up. Um, so yeah, I'd say that would, those would be a few of my, my tips. I love that. And yeah, I've been telling a lot of people too that like we're never going to get this in our lives again. I mean, hopefully, hopefully not. But it's like we're never going to get this time where everything's kind of shut down. We just have time at home. We don't have to be anywhere or, you know, see anyone. We can kind of just like tune into ourselves and and like self-development and whatever you want to kind of tackle. Well, and that's the other thing too. Just it's we are always so on the go and I'm speaking for myself because I just don't stop. But yeah. this time is such a beautiful time that we usually, yeah, again, we might never get this time to just like really reconnect to who are we and like, what do we want out of life? And like, how can we show up for our family or our kids or, um, yeah, because once everything starts going back to normal, and I'm starting to notice it now too, mm-hmm. the pace of life comes back. Yeah. 
So yeah, full, full force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then mm-hmm. a couple other tips I'd say is if you are working, like get outside and take breaks. It's such a big thing. I found when quarantine first happened, like I could sit at my computer till seven or eight and I'd look up and be like, Oh my God, I've been here all day. And I didn't even like think about it. Yeah. You almost like get sucked into it. Um, mm-hmm. But getting outside is really important. Just getting some sunshine on your face. I mean, there's so much science that helps kind of like reset your mind. Um, mm-hmm. And taking breaks too, like putting your head down. I mean, the Pomodoro method is really popular um, or even like 90 minutes at a time, just like go straight work or 60 minutes and then take like a five, 10 minute break, get up, get out of your space. You're going to be a lot more productive. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there's another really cool technique that I recently learned that's been super helpful. Uh, from Brendan Bruchard, who's an amazing author and motivational speaker, but he calls it the release uh, method or technique. And typically when we're we're coming from like home or work from home to home, we have like that transition period and we're able to like leave our car and like that's the transition from like, I'm leaving work and now I'm stepping into my house. Whereas now everything's in the same vicinity. So before you enter in a new meeting or a zoom call or before you leave your office to go to your kitchen just taking a second to just close your eyes take two or three big deep breaths and then just say release 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 and set your intention for the next thing you're about to do will really put you in another a different set of mind or frame of mind uh, as opposed to just like i'm in my home office now i'm going to my home kitchen now i'm going to my home workout it gets like you, your mind gets very repetitive and you feel like you're stuck kind of in the circle whereas if you're able to release and like give yourself that opportunity to leave one space and enter the other one with a new intention i will just be a little bit more clear and feel a little bit more mindful about it oh i love that technique that's uh, yeah that's really nice because i yeah i find it's tough being like doing everything in in your house like literally everything <laughs> you're eating in your house you're working you're working out you're relaxing it's it's hard because you don't have that change of scenery like again that kind of transitions you to like different um different parts of your day yeah exactly mm-hmm. and i i know because i'm just like okay well i just do my living room workout and then i'm in my office <laughs> and you just kind of feel like you're almost stuck so yeah. That's been a very, it, it's such a simple method too, but it's just so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so back onto the topic of like setting goals and all that kind of stuff. Um, how can we create goals that push us to grow, but are still realistic? Because I find that for a lot of people, including myself in the past, like setting goals sometimes would end up discouraging me or I'd get too overwhelmed and like procrastinate because you just, you end up, it's too much. Like it's not realistic. So should we be setting more long-term goals or short-term or a bit like a mix of both? Yeah, I love this question. And I talk to so many people where they say the same thing. It's just like you get discouraged and you just mm-hmm. don't end up doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So just one thing to keep in mind is that every big goal is just a, a series of little mini goals put together. Mm-hmm. So that helps me really just like take a step back and think about, okay, if I have this giant goal, what is the next step that I need to take in order to get to that goal? Because there's always the next little step. And if you start to really think about what are all those tiny little steps that I need to take to get there, you'll find your path and it won't seem as unrealistic or as scary as you might have like initially said it. Mm-hmm. So that's, I found that's been very helpful for me. But I'd say, yeah, I think a mix of long-term and short-term goals are super important to consider. Um, I think another thing is to like, what do you want out of your life? And the goals that you're setting, are they actually making you happy? Or are you just setting them because you feel like you're obligated to set them? Mm -hmm. And asking yourself, like, 
is this goal firing me up? Am I excited about this? Is this something that I want or is it something I feel obligated to do? Mm, because it's really good questions. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you'll find sometimes you almost feel obligated to do something and you're never going to be as excited about it. Mm -hmm. And taking a second to step back to and think about like, when was the last time you set a super scary overarching goal and then you accomplished it? What mm -hmm. kind of goal was that for you? And if it really fires us up and if it really gets us excited, we will always find a way to get there. Mm -hmm. Just so true. Yeah. So those are just a couple of things to think about, but I'd say, yeah, like short and long-term goals are super important. I find sometimes if we set too many short-term goals, we just kind of end up going through the motions and forgetting about our long-term mm -hmm. vision. And mm -hmm. then we're just kind of like, well, I'm getting stuff done, but I kind of forgot why I'm getting these things done again, which kind of, we get caught up in. And mm -hmm. again, like going through the motions, showing up every day and you're just like, oh, like I kind of lost that passion inside of me. Mm hmm yeah. So, You're doing like what you, what you think you should be doing or, you know, what society's kind of expected of us at certain ages or, you know, different phases of your life. But it's like, do you really want it? Yeah. So really ask yourself that. And I think like, I, like it, we were talking about, it's such a good time just to sit back and reflect on this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You actually have the quiet time. You're with yourself. You have no, you don't really have anything else to be worrying about for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if, and if you are with your family at home, like just take a half day or like a, a three hour chunk and just go outside or go on a hike and turn off all your mm -hmm. electronics and really just like ponder and walk and ask yourself these questions. Cause our mind is like Google. It'll always find us an answer no matter what question we ask it. So we just mm -hmm. need to be very mindful about the questions that we're asking it. Um, and they might not always come right away, but if you start asking yourself these questions, you'd be really surprised as to what comes up if you start to listen to your mind. Yeah, and I guess intuition. like feeling like kind of seeing what what pops up immediately, like you're kind of that immediate instinct. Yeah, and that's something that I think a lot of us push down, but it's really, really important to to dive mm -hmm. into that and ask yourself like, what is that about? Or like, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we tend to like look for outside sources, I think, for everything or for a lot of stuff. Like we'll say, oh, what do you think about this? Or should I do this? And yeah, like you said, it's all in you. Like you have all the answers. We just need to ask the right questions. Yeah. And we need mm -hmm. to take, we need to listen too. Because um, mm -hmm. think about it. Sometimes we wake up, it's like we go straight into a family or we put on a podcast or we turn on the TV or we turn on the news, we turn on the radio we get into work and then we're on our computer all day. You finish work and then you're with your spouse. And again, you might be like listening to music or watching the news again. So where mm -hmm. in that day would you ever have time just to sit quietly and let your mind actually process what's going on and allow you to make assumptions and iterations of what you just went through? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Instead of consuming, consuming, turning inwards more. Yeah. And listening. So it's kind of funny mm -hmm. and this might be a bit off topic, but um, I read about this idea of taking like a mini retreat for yourself every quarter last year. And mm. so last November, I decided to just like, I'm taking a Friday off. I booked uh, a spa appointment in Alora, which is just outside of here. If people don't know where that is outside of Guelph. Oh, nice. In a really cute little town. I got an Airbnb and I just said, I'm shutting off my email. I'm shutting off my, my notifications on social. 
I am going to the spa in the afternoon, but in the morning I brought my journal, I brought a bunch of journaling questions, I brought a bunch of books, and I just sat and thought and just really engaged with myself, which I've never done before. Oh my and God, I love that. It was crazy the kind of things that were coming up when I just started to listen, when I started to take a pause. And I was just like, wow, like I feel like this has been in the back of my mind for so long. I just never let it come out. And I came to some pretty crazy life realizations at that point. And I was just like, whoa, like I can't not listen to this now because there's such a strong intuitive feeling inside of me that I need to go and like pursue what just came up in my head. Wow, that's amazing. I feel like you never get the chance really to like, no one really goes and does something like that on their own for the most part. You're usually like surrounded by people or social media or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So really just taking that step and just allowing your mind to catch up to everything that's going on in your life Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to just like percolate through it. That's why I like also being out in nature and taking walks. I find that a lot of that comes up when I'm just outside by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gives you time to like actually listen and kind of clear away all the the, uh, distractions. Yeah, and nature has a cool energy to it too, but you you kind of start to feel and think differently when you're in it. So I really like doing that. Yeah, nature is seriously the best medicine. I always tell people that. I'm like, just go outside, go stand barefoot in the grass, look at the sun, you know. <laughs> well, honestly, it sounds so funny. And I loved because you posted on Instagram the other day. But I do that on my breaks at work. I'm like, sunshine, yeah. get like my vitamin D in and then like just go step in the grass and walk through my garden just to like yeah. get re-energized. And it's, it's nuts, but it, it works so well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love it. Um, okay, so kind of on the topic of like COVID and the pandemic and everything, um, I know like routines and structure is hard for a lot of people. I know I went through a phase where it was like my days were so all over the place. So mm-hmm. do you have any of your favorite things that you um, really like to implement in like your morning or evening routine that really helps kind of give you a structure and a little bit of a, like a productivity boost? Yeah, for sure. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen this, Gabby, but I'm like so structured and I'm just like that as a person. So I think you kind of need to figure out where you kind of fit in that bucket. But for me, like I need a routine, I need a structure and that makes me feel super just like grounded in my day. And I think if you're somebody that needs a little bit of flow, it's just finding routine, but also finding flow in your day and being mindful as you build out your routines, like around that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so my morning, I do the same thing every single morning. And I've kind of worked on it over the last few years just to really get it to where it is today. And sometimes it shifts and adjusts just based on how I'm feeling or what I'm going through in my life. Um, But I always wake up super early. For me, like 5.45 to 6.15 is like an ideal wake up time. And a lot of people think I'm nuts when I do that. (laughs) Um, But I've just found so many books and so many successful people recommend it. And when I I've always been a bit of an early riser, but when I really push myself to like the 5.45, 6 time, mm-hmm. you don't realize how much time you have in the morning and how much you can get done in the morning and how much energy you have yeah. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and your mind is the most active it'll be all day and the most absorbent to the information that it's given in that moment. Right. Yeah. Um, and we can get into the science of it, but you kind of wake up in the state of brain state, which is your most... Like you can learn the most, you can engage the most, you can kind of go into your subconscious the most at that time. So being very mindful about what you're putting into your mind in the morning and finding that space to really give yourself, because when I, when I start my morning super early and I have like an hour and a half to myself, my day feels so good because I've given myself priority first and I filled my bucket mm-hmm. first. 
So typically um, when I'll wake up, I'll either do like a five to 10 to 15 minute meditation. And it kind of varies. Sometimes I'll just listen to like something on Spotify, like a yoga playlist. Um, other times I might just find like a guided meditation, but there's so many different apps and Spotify playlists out there. Mm -hmm. Or I'll just kind of lay there and just either think or just lay there and kind of think about how I want my day to go or kind of repeat affirmations in my head. So as a little kind of side tip, I actually bought a set of mala beads off Amazon. There were not the nice expensive ones. They were like 30 bucks. Um, but I learned this habit from one of the mentors I follow. And he says, take these mala beads and set an affirmation for that day. And as you're laying there, sitting there and meditating, just repeat that affirmation every bead that you go through because there's 108 beads. And then, mm. yeah, you might tell yourself like, I am strong or I'm beautiful or I'm smart, like I'm worthy, I'm a successful coach or I'm earning this much money. And you just start to repeat that 108 times. And you've, that's how you started your day now. You started your day with this wonderful positive intention, this wonderful kind of focus for your day. So that's been like a really neat little fun activity that I found. That's powerful. Yeah. And it's super simple, but mm -hmm. I would have never considered it. And it, and it works amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow, um, that's cool. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun little neat activity that you can do, especially if you find like you're still super tired and you want to go back to bed. If you have something to hold on to, it might just make you feel a little bit more awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I'll usually uh, read and journal. Those are like the two things that are like non-negotiables for me. And reading, I'll usually, I'm reading like a business book or a personal development book or like a positive positivity book. And mm -hmm. again, you really want to fill your mind. Um, and the way that I like to think about it is the way that you start your day will put a focus on the rest of the day. So I used to check my emails right when I woke up, which is like the worst thing. Don't check your phone for the first hour of your day. <laughs> but you'll notice that I used to find if like I had an email from a client that came in like the evening before and I saw it, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what I did or listened to. It would be in the back of my mind all morning and I'd feel like this gut feeling in my stomach that like, oh, I have to deal with this later. And that right, didn't go yeah. away. But it's because mm -hmm. my mind was set to that intention. Same with the news or the media. You start listening to all the negative stuff. And that's where your mind's going to go all day. Because that's where you put that focus in the morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it was very much like, okay, I'm going to do a meditation. I'm going to read something. And I usually have a couple different books beside my bed. And especially if you kind of get tired in the morning, just finding like an easier read. I know some of some people recommend like a chicken soup for the soul is like an easy book to like pick up and just read like maybe a short positive story. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like the monk who sold his Ferrari is one that's sitting right beside my bed and it's a little bit more story based. It's still very motivational, but it's just a little bit of an easier read. Mm, okay. So I find that's been good. And then I'll journal. And I know journaling, there's a lot of like misconceptions around it and what that looks like and how it works. And mm -hmm. it works differently for everybody. I find there's no like perfect right or wrong way to journal. But mm -hmm. some things that I like to consider is First off, uh, what I'm grateful for. I mean, there's so much stuff around gratitude and just kind of thinking about yeah. what you have and as opposed to what you don't have. Mm -hmm. And um, especially during this time, it's hard sometimes you feel like you're stuck in this like negativity vortex. But if you really think there's always something, whether it's like yeah. your cozy bed. Yeah, and like I'm sure your puppy in the morning must be super cute. 
or mm -hmm. the sunshine on my face that like I'm healthy my family's healthy I have two legs mm -hmm. um I have like I live in a country where I'm allowed to do all these different things so just thinking about like what what can I be grateful for mm -hmm. and then the next piece I like to journal about is how I want to show up for the day so just really thinking about what do I want to be and how do I want to want to show up like that so again whether you might have a busy day full of meetings like maybe you want to show up attentive and focused maybe today you want to show up positive um just really think like putting that out to your day and just saying like this is what I choose to show up as today as opposed to waking up and just rolling into your day mm -hmm. like setting an intention yeah mm -hmm. uh so that's another piece of my journal I like to do I like to write out my goals so I write, write out my goals actually every morning and evening and not all of them, but there's usually like five to 10 that are short and long-term goals that I'm like really motivated by. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of research and study around that shows the power of writing down your goals. And I think the statistic is somewhere like less than 7% of the people in the world write down their goals. And mm -hmm. those are actually the most successful people in the world. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So it seems 100%. silly. Yeah, it seems so silly, but there's such a there's such a connection to it. And I find it's mm -hmm. almost like putting horse blinders on you cuz or like kind of taking your horse blinders and focusing them on something. Um mm -hmm. cuz if you just get a new car, all of a sudden you see the same car everywhere, right? And it's not that that car didn't exist before. It's just now mm -hmm. your your focus has shifted cuz there's so many millions of things that we're we get um brought on in a day so our mind can't be focused on every single little thing or else we'd go crazy mm -hmm. so when you start yeah. to write down your goals you'll start to find these opportunities that might have been there before but you just never noticed because you didn't really mm -hmm. think about them as an opportunity right yeah so that's been really cool and that's kind of how so when I I went to school my goal was to pay off my loan in under three years like that was I was so determined to do that I was like I don't know how it's going to happen and that's one thing about goals you don't know you don't need to know the exact plan but mm -hmm. you need to put that intention out there and just take the next little step to get there and I wrote it down every single day I think for two and a half years and I said I am paying off $30,000 of student debt by December 31st 2019 and like every day I wrote that down or almost every day oh and I paid it off in two and a half years and again because I had it wow. so ingrained in my mind I would just find opportunities mm -hmm. to make more money I'd pick up an extra shift I'd find a new like freelancing project so it worked wow that's amazing that's yeah. so cool <laughs> good for you <laughs> thanks and then, I mean, if you, I'm a little bit more woo-woo and with abundance and spirituality. So you start to attract a lot of these things you would have never thought were possible. Um, right. Yeah. Cause that's kind of, that's on your, your radar. It's in your, your energy field, I guess. Like you're just attracting that in. Yeah. And like last month mm -hmm. I had this goal of signing like one more client by the end of May. And it was like May 31st, mm -hmm. but I've been writing it down every single day. And that day I had a phone call and signed a client and I'm like, and wow. it kind of came out of nowhere. And I was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you like, you believe it, you know, it ha is like it happens, but then when it happens, it still like shocks you and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I tell people that aren't really like into this kind of stuff, just like give it a mm -hmm. chance and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth a try. Like, what do you have to lose? Nothing. You're just writing a few things in a journal every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I like to do that. And then 
Um, something else Brennan Bruchard talks about in one of his books, uh, he, he mentions, yeah, so how do you want to show up today? Uh, but also, what might throw me off today, which I find is a really interesting question. Um, because sometimes you'll like look at your schedule and be like, okay, well, I have a meeting with this client and sometimes she really drains my energy, but how mm -hmm. can I mitigate that? So, okay, like I have this meeting coming up, what can I expect to happen? And if that does happen, what can I do instead? Or what kind of plan of action could I put into place? Mm -hmm. So then that way, as you enter into that meeting or that situation, that might not be a great situation. You already have, you feel prepped and planned. You're not just going into it without any like plan of action. So I find this too with some clients that I just weren't always necessarily the most fun to work with, but mm -hmm. I'd almost like pre-make these like, okay, this may happen or this might happen, but this is how I'm going to respond. And this is how I want to show up. And then asking yourself how you want the other people or the other person to experience you. Mm. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Mm hmm. So I'd say that's kind of like my journaling goes around those little three things. And I mean, if you feel like there's something on your mind, put it down on paper. There's such a connection between like, or if you can't go to sleep at night because you're thinking, have a pad of paper and a pen and write it down. And you'll be surprised how like just putting it on paper just gets it out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. So I'm a bit structured when it comes to that, but I'd say that's kind of what my morning like the first I'd say half an hour and you can make it as short or as long as you want but that kind of what that's mm -hmm. what works for me um mm -hmm. and then from there yeah I'll usually throw on my ear pods and I'll put on a podcast or some sort of like happy fun music I might sometimes do a little dance party just to again keep that mood and that energy up or I'll just mm -hmm. listen to a podcast that day just to learn something new and I'll do that while I'm like making my matcha or doing my skincare or getting dressed or making my bed um, so that way I'm still busy and being productive, but I'm also learning at the same time. Mm -hmm. Multitasking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then from there, I mean, I have my matcha and I have, like I said, I do my skincare routine. I make my bed every single morning. That's been a big, big uh, thing for me. And then mm -hmm. before I get into my day, like I mentioned earlier, I'll usually just be like, okay, what are my priorities for the day? Look at my calendar. What do I have coming up? And then create my to-dos for the day. So I kind of, again, have a plan of action going into my day. I'm not just like getting to my first meeting and then like rolling through the rest of the day. Yeah. Cause then the things can kind of get carried away or you can get like off track and forget what you wanted to complete that day. And then you're like, end of the day comes and you're like, oh, I didn't do half the stuff I wanted to do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because you can get so distracted. I mean, whether it's an Instagram hole or you got into a conversation you really didn't need to get to and you're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing today. So and then <laughs> yeah, yeah you sure. don't feel accomplished by the end and you're just like, oh, that wasn't a fun day. Yeah, yeah. You definitely would end off your day a lot better just feeling like accomplished and just like less stressed too, because then that, all that stuff you didn't do is going to get pushed to your next day and then kind of piles up. Yeah, totally. Um, mm -hmm. So that's like my morning routine. I'd say my evening routine. I do again a little bit of journaling where I just kind of almost close off my day. And mm -hmm. I like to think about three good things or three wins that I had that day. Cause I think that there's so mm -hmm. many little miracles that happen in a day. And I found that I used to just go day by day cause I'm such a fast paced person. Mm -hmm. And I never gave myself the credit just like, wow, like I did all these things today. Or like I had this huge win today. Um, and just taking a second to think about that and acknowledge yourself for it. And mm -hmm. just like slow down and reflect. Yeah. And then if mm -hmm. you want to like keep it somewhere, like in a document or a notebook, you can look back at the end of the year and be like, wow, 
I just had like a thousand little wins in one year. And you tend to forget about them too, because they're so small, but they add up over time. Yeah. And it's always the small little ones that like, again, you might have signed like a client or like landed this amazing podcast person. And then like, you'll start doing that more and more, but you'll forget about that first moment that it happened. And that was like the most important moment that is that, that you, you should give yourself credit for. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should really start doing the night nighttime journaling. Cause I tend to just do it in the morning, but I like that kind of reflecting on the wins of the day. Cause I, yeah, like you said, you can kind of go, go, go. And then all of a sudden you just go to bed and you kind of forget what you did that day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. again, there's so many little mini miracles and it's something small too. If we mm-hmm. take a second just to pause, like I went to go give blood um, a couple hours ago okay, and I, saw that. I just had the most lovely conversation with a nurse. And I'm like, that was just such a little mm-hmm. mini miracle in the day. Like just how positive yeah. she was and just like how like the, the impact she made on me. And I would have never mm-hmm. really remembered that if I didn't take a second just to be like, there are some really amazing humans out there. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing I like to do. And then just kind of, again, write down what I'm grateful for, maybe write down a few of the goals that I'm really like trying to achieve right now or something that's really inspiring me. Um, Mm -hmm. I try and turn off my computer, laptop, phone, like a good hour before bed. And then I'll, I usually like to read a couple pages or like 10 to 15 pages before I go to sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I'm always so like nosy in people's like routines and like what they do. So I love that because it also inspires me to add different things or or change up my routine because it's always it's always fun to just like evolve like what you're doing and all that. Yeah. And again, sometimes like I find meditating for me in like a phase, I might just get so sick of it Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to force myself to do it. So sometimes I'll just focus more on my journaling and my reading. And then other mm-hmm. times I just fall back into it and I'm like, this feels good for me right now. And it's okay to evolve and change yeah. your routine and play around with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. In different, different seasons of your life and all that kind of stuff. What's your favorite morning routine? Um, I find I'm, I'm waking up and I usually go like right outside with my dog. Cause she's the one that usually wakes me up. She has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> awesome. And so I, I, I go out with her and I try to get my face exposed to the morning sun for a few minutes and like go ground. Um, and then I've been making like my morning lemon water and then I try to journal before I get into the chaos of the day because I find, yeah, like if you don't journal or set those intentions for the day, you end up feeling so lost and just like your your mindset definitely is not as good I find like if I consume like social media or the news before I even you know write my stuff for the day it's like oh I'm done (laughs) yeah and another way that I like to look at it too is that if you don't control the start of your day you're going to let everything else around you control your day in your life Mm -hmm. and one day turns into a month and it turns into a year and then you look back a year or two and you're like I didn't get anything I wanted to get done and you're like well because you let everything else around you all the expectations the news now they're controlling your life mm-hmm. so yeah you could you can take like 10 15 20 30 minutes for yourself just in the morning yep and again mm-hmm. like people are like well I don't have that time you can mm-hmm. a always make time and b look at how much time you're spending on your social channels look at how much time you're spending mm-hmm. watching the news and you tell me that you don't have time because you can definitely squeeze some of that time in there. Yeah, it's all it's all priorities. That's what I've been realizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And if it doesn't get done, it's not a priority typically. Exactly. Um, so could you share a little bit about your coaching and what it would look like to work one-on-one with you? I'm really interested to hear this. 
Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I'm just getting kind of started. So I feel like I'm mm-hmm. playing around and putting my feelers out and really working mm-hmm. with different people to see what works best and what doesn't. Um, but it's been a really awesome experience. But I mean, for the most part, like I love just working with ambition women who, or ambitious women who feel like there's really more out of their life for their business. They just feel like they're stuck or they just need a little bit of a kick or they need that accountability that we talked about before we started the podcast. And just somebody to give them that tough love and believe in them or somebody that they can check in with every single week and just be like, yes, like I have to do this because somebody's going to be at the end of this week, like waiting on me for it. Um, So I typically, I like to work with people one on one and it's very customized in that sense because I feel like we're all on our own journey and our own path. So Mm -hmm. I really like to just like sit down and figure out what are somebody's goals? And again, not something that society's told them, but like, what do they want to accomplish? And what is really stopping them? And what's holding them back right now? And Mm -hmm. why do they feel like they're being held back? And then from there, really just getting grounded and figuring that out, because I don't think that there's a point of jumping into something if you don't understand why it's happening. Mm -hmm. And if you don't try and work through where you're at right now. Um, I think if you just put a plan of action in place, you're just going to end up back in six months in the same spot because you didn't mm-hmm. take the time to really understand what blockages you have internally and start to work through those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be aware of them. Yeah. And really mm-hmm. root into them. Um, Cause I think, I mean, when you study uh, child psychology, everything that we do now is because of the first six years of our life. And Mm -hmm. it could be something so small or insignificant that might have happened in our childhood that has shaped us in such a traumatic way in our adult life that we would never notice until we thought about it. And I saw this come up for me because, again, I grew up a single mom. We didn't have a ton of money. And there was always this like comment of just like, we can't afford that. Like, we can't afford that. Mm -hmm. We can't get that. And I just had some really good reflection time the last like few months. And I'm like, wow, like I, I knew I had these money blocks and I didn't always understand why, but just mm-hmm. remembering these like little specific moments in your childhood that it were so ingrained in you. And you're just like, wow, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much of an impact that had on me from 20 years ago, the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm understanding it, I can take that and decide whether I want to keep that story or not, or whether I want to build a new story around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it becomes your your story that you're telling yourself every day, even if it's not true at this at this moment now. Yeah, and again, it might have even been like a teacher told you that you were never going to make it in life, and it was one teacher in like grade four, and maybe now you're struggling with like I can't grow my business further than X, Y, and Z, and then if you take some time to think about it, it's like oh my god, this one day in grade four, this one teacher told me this, and you just like come to this realization of like wow, I've just like lived 20 years of my life because of this one thing that happened to me in this one day. So I really like to kind of dig deep and understand where that comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, we just really build like, what do you want to accomplish in the next like six to 12 months? What do you want to accomplish at the end of us working together? Because obviously we're working together for a reason. You hired me and trusted me for a reason. So what would you like to see happen? And I typically like to, I'm definitely more of like a tough love kind of person. And people Mm -hmm. will see me like that on the spin bike as well. Like I'm very much like no excuses, like you got this. So (laughs) usually push people a little bit more than they're comfortable with and just kind of get them outside Mm -hmm. of their comfort zone with some goals that I know they can accomplish that they might not necessarily believe right now. 
Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we'll typically check in um, once a week, do an hour call and really just, again, similar to everything I've talked about is like, what went well last week? What didn't go well? Um, did you accomplish what you needed to? If not, why not? And then based on that, mm-hmm. plan out the, the next week that we're going to be before we chat and go back to that initial goal of why we started working together. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, every person's a bit different. So the approach we have is different, but I really believe in that accountability and writing everything down mm-hmm. and checking in with people throughout the week um, is really important to me. But now I'm kind of playing around with some group coaching opportunities and like masterminds that hopefully will be coming out in the next couple months. So that's my next little jump into into coaching and mentoring right now. That's amazing. That Yeah, that sounds great. Like I think a lot of people just really need that accountability and like structure and just having someone there kind of cheering them on and pushing them because like like you had said before people just don't realize how much they can actually do or what they can accomplish they tend to set the bar kind of lower or don't think that they can they can do it totally and that's what a good coach will do they'll get you uncomfortable and they'll raise they'll help you raise that bar for yourself um because mm-hmm. a lot of the times we might want something and then we feel like our spouse doesn't believe in us or they're like you're crazy like why would you want that so having a coach mm-hmm. or a mentor whether it's in like everything that you're doing or I'm doing, it just helps you get outside of your world and you have somebody Mm -hmm. that is invested in you, um, but they're not going to put you down in any way, shape or form. And they're not necessarily going to influence you in that sort of way that like your family might, they don't do it on purpose and they Mm -hmm. don't realize it, but you have that extra set of accountability and that extra set of eyes. And that's why I think when you invest your money to or your time, you're so much more likely to accomplish something And sometimes I need to like really invest in a high ticket coaching program or or, um, like a coach because I'm like, hey, I need to feel like I need to get my money's worth out of this. And if it's not Mm -hmm. big enough, it's not going to scare me enough. So (laughs) I find there's also that kind of like component to it as well, because if it doesn't scare you Mm -hmm. or if it doesn't challenge you, then you're just going to you're going to do it, but might not necessarily push all the way through to help you get those breakthroughs. Yeah, for sure. You're more likely to stick with it and actually follow through with the program or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. And I also Mm -hmm. find that's why weekly works really well, because I find like every two or three Mm -hmm. weeks, especially with this kind of work, when you're working with like businesses or entrepreneurs or even just people that work um, in a regular job, but just looking to get to the next level. Um, Mm -hmm. If you let people go two weeks without chatting, it's really easy to fall off the wagon in two weeks. Whereas mm-hmm. having that weekly accountability um, will really push you because you, you you don't really have that opportunity to fall off the wagon because there's only seven days as opposed mm-hmm. to 14 in between. Right. Yeah. It's You, ha- you have to keep up with it. You got to get your stuff done. Stay accountable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, so can people book a like a discovery call with you to see if you're a good fit or, you know, kind of talk about their goals with you? Yeah. So right now I'm hope not hoping I'm going to start working on a website in the next couple of months I'm not going to make it okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah for now if you go to my Instagram in my bio I have an opportunity just to book a 45 minute call with me with my Calendly link so you can just find the time that works for you and awesome. that 45 minute call at the end of the day for me like I, I want to help you throughout that call whether I'm a good fit for you or not I just want to be able mm-hmm. to guide you and if there's an opportunity to work together great if not I want you to leave that call feeling like you got something out of it that you can go implement after so even if you're mm-hmm. feeling a bit stuck or you're not sure or just like 
feel like you just want to chat with somebody who's just outside of your normal circle, then um, I just like to connect with people. And it just, it really fires me up, just kind of getting people outside mm-hmm. of their own heads, their own mind, mind spaces that they're stuck in every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I can, I know just like talking with you, and I know how we've talked in the past too. Like I can feel that from you. You want people to succeed. You want them to do well. So yeah, even if you're not working with them, you're like, I want to, I want to inspire them or get them on the right track. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. I love that. So Usually to end off, I like to ask guests two of their favorite products right now. So it could be like a book, it could be tools, apps, things like that, that you would recommend for productivity, goal setting, or just things that you're loving right now. Yeah, for sure. I was just like two things. It's not enough to fit all the things that I love. Um, But (laughs) the ones that came to mind were um, High Performance Habits. So that's the book that I mentioned some of the tips from by Brennan Bruchard. It is an unbelievable book. It's super tangible. And he talks a lot about setting up your day, um, setting up your routine, setting up your schedule. Uh, But he also talks about like staying healthy and as someone who wants to perform at a high level, what that looks like. So that book is like my favorite book. And I think almost half our team has probably read it in my full-time job. And they've all said it was like life-changing. Oh, that's awesome. I'll have to get that. I mean, like, I always have a book, a book list that I have a wish list. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's a good one. Um, and then my other tool, honestly, is Google Calendar. Mm. Some people I talk to are just like, I like having a paper calendar, but I'm like, an electronic calendar will keep you so much more accountable. And mm-hmm. you can have yourself like remind stuff on your phone, you can color code it. And I don't mm-hmm. know, for me, like I live and breathe by my calendar. And Google, in mm-hmm. general, is such a fantastic platform between the calendar and the drive and like Google keep and keeping notes. So, but calendar, the calendar is like, if you want to start a digital calendar and you're not sure where to start, Google calendar is like one of the best tools I've found to keep yourself organized. Yeah. I seriously love Google calendar too. I'm, I'm like a weird person. I like to do the Google calendar and like a, like an actual physical one. So yeah, it's a bit like kind of a lot to handle, but I do like having both, especially because the Google calendar, like it links to your syncs to your like laptop, your iMac, your phone, everything. So it's all, it's all connected. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm, I'm the yeah. same. I don't necessarily write my schedule down on paper, but I have my whiteboard beside mm-hmm. me and it doesn't mm-hmm. go as detailed into my day to day, but it will have like high levels. So there is like finding that combination that works for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I had mm-hmm. a client that I just started working with and I even just told her cause she's doing her PhD and she just felt like her days were really unfocused but I recommended her using her even her MacBook calendar and she's like wow like I felt like such a difference putting these different chunks of time into my day where I was going to focus on different things mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome how you can organize it and color code it I know whenever you post your calendar like a little snapshot of it I'm like <laughs> oh my gosh I love how like organized it looks it's just like so satisfying <laughs> it is some people message me they're like are you insane like that would drive me nuts which I'm like I, I get like I mentioned I'm a very routine structured person so I yeah. think if you are somebody that needs a bit more flow in your life you can still organize a calendar that's not as like nitty-gritty as mine but maybe put in like yeah. big chunks of time for like this is my work time and I don't need to yeah. have exactly what I'm gonna get done but it's gonna like flow to me or like thinking yeah, time Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, I get, like you said, you kind of have to find what works best for you. Like you like to kind of plan every hour, like every, you know, pretty, pretty accurately. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing too, as like a lot of this might've been super overwhelming for a lot of people that have never dived into it, but just mm-hmm. start small and start playing around with it. Not everything's going to work yeah. for you the way it works for me. But like, like you said, you just kind of like take bits and pieces from all these different people that you talk to. 
and you kind mm -hmm. of start to find what works best for you and your schedule and there's no pressure as to like i need to do it this way because this person did it this way it's like no try it out if it fits great mm -hmm. if not maybe take a bit of that and find something else that might work a little bit better for you exactly yeah it's just it's just finding what works for you and taking everything with like a grain of salt yeah 100 mm -hmm. percent yeah. All right. So where can everybody find you on social media? Um, and, you know, how can everybody like work with you? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, my main social media is Instagram. So I'd say mm -hmm. you can go on there. It's at Trisha Kopec, T-R-I-C-I-A-K-O-P-E-C. And I'm most active on there. I find having one platform mm -hmm. just makes it a lot easier to manage right now. Um, yeah. But I post really often. I post a ton of tips and tricks, whether it's like mindset, motivation, like money, um health career stuff and I'm always open to having a chat or just like message me in like the direct messages and we can either again if you feel like you're struggling with something great if not if you just want to say hi and I, I love talking to people and then if you want to book a call um the link's in my bio and I have a couple other fun links in there too and I'll be coming out with a few more like free resources over the next couple months so yeah I'd say that's the best place to connect with me Amazing. I'll have all of that linked in the show notes too for you guys so you can find it all. Um, so thank you so much for coming on today, Trisha, and sharing your knowledge. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, Gabby. And what's something I can do to help support you? Um, I'm sharing this podcast would be wonderful. <laughs> Done. I would love to do that. <laughs> Just, just trying to get the podcast out to everyone and having like a platform where I can bring in different voices is really like my goal right now. So I would really appreciate that. Awesome. I'd love that. And just a big shout out to you because I've had an opportunity to connect with you, I don't know, three or four years ago. And yeah, yeah. watching you really grow into who you've become and building your business and really like owning your voice in the last year has been a really, really cool thing because I've been watching from the background and just a big kudos oh, to you for you. it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And same with you too. Yay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would so appreciate a rating and review on iTunes and feel free to share with any friends or family that you think would benefit from the show. You can find all the links that we talked about in the show notes below and we have new episodes coming out every single Monday. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.